Sega releasing a Genesis mini console. Nintendo switching it up on us with some console variants. Yeah, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. 14-year-old kids getting $200,000 to play Fortnite. And now Disney seems to own everything. That and much, much more coming up on Heine House Live. Episode 5. Welcome to the show. Let's do this. Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community Discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Perfect. ladies and gentlemen what is up how are you doing welcome back to the show i'm your hostess with the most is jay hein hanging out with you this is heine house live episode five recording on oh my gosh march 31st look at that 15 minutes past the turn of the new day it's 12 15 p.m here or a.m sorry of course if you want to take part in the show listening throughout here if there's something that catches your ear and you want to interact with me and the lovely community that we have here please social media facebook instagram twitter handle at heine house of course this show is 100 percent funded and supported by your support on patreon and i appreciate all of your support check out everyone right here on the screen thank you so much for your support on patreon dot com slash Jason Heine. You can give us as little as even just a dollar a month and all goes to help create this content and keep it alive. Truly, I appreciate you guys so much for that. Thank you so, so much. Um, audio questions, you want to get down on that? You guys know the drill. You can record yourself, send them over to HeineHouseLive at gmail.com and uh, all the rest of the info is at the amazing heinehouse.com. There's a lot of heinies in there. That's the brand, yo. So y'all remember. Good to see you. How are you? How has your week been? What's been happening? Anything exciting? Anything fun? Anything noteworthy that uh, we need to know about? If there is, hit us up in Discord. You can find that link on my website, heinehouse.com. At the very top, click the Discord picture. I have a little join Discord logo there. Really easy, simple to use. Works great on mobile, works great on desktop. Um, I do want to welcome, of course, getting back to Patreon here. He just joined. I haven't even added him in here yet. I'll get him on the next one, make sure he's in there. Mr. Steve Aker. Steve, I feel like I'm doing a roll call. Steve Aker, are you here? Winner. Present. I'm here. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate your support in joining Patreon. Uh, you know, you can take me along with you on your ride to work. You know, if you got uh, your smart device, you can definitely pull pull up the podcast. Well, I mean, you're listening to it now, so what in the hell? You already know this. But you know what else loves to uh, listen to the show? You know it. Your smart device is in your house. Maybe from your good friends at Google A or Amazon. You got one of the smart devices. All you gotta do is ask it. I won't say it. 
I did that last episode, and I think I fucked up a lot of people. You got a smart device in your house. All you got to say is, hey, so-and-so, play the latest episode of Heine House Live. Go ahead and try it. Try it. It's a lot of fun. And it will probably play... Oh, well, you never know, actually. <laughs> it may play this one. It may not. Roll the dice. Yeah, but take me along with your car. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, all that good stuff. A lot of fun stuff. I have a lot of stuff to talk about, folks. A lot of good stuff here. Um, a lot of gaming news. I have some tech news. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Stephanie. She helped me put together uh, a very nice list of great content here. I'm introducing a new segment uh, that will be coming up first. And just tons and tons of great stuff. And I also have some questions from you guys. I got a, uh, an email and a few uh, questions from peeps on Facebook. So we'll, we'll round it out with some questions. Then we'll put a nice, pretty bow on top of it and call it a day. But first, first, um, just to let everyone know, I so something happened just recently. This it just ended tonight, actually at six p.m. And it was a community event done by this amazing community of gamers, um, the Cartridge Club. You may or may not have heard of them. They're all just fantastic gamers. They're just like-minded individuals, super friendly. And majority of them are from Canada. That's probably why they're so friendly. <laughs> Love you guys, seriously. Um, and they decided to do a 24-hour stream to bring awareness and generate some support for my GoFundMe and my medical situation, which obviously is still happening. Um, I'm going to be running this probably for the next month because um, I need all the help I can get, to be honest with you. So and I'm going to continue to talk about it. I have a lot of friends here who are reaching out to me saying they want to talk about it on their podcast or do 24-hour streams or just like that just is so humbling to me and I really appreciate that so much. So I want to thank everyone in that community, the Cartridge Club, everyone, the Cartridge Bros. You guys, you guys really are incredibly amazing to me and for doing this and I thank you so, so much. So them specifically for even getting this event going, but the second that they brought it up, they had an entire uh, crew of friends and gamers hop on board and say, yeah, I want to help out. I want to jump on, and I want to be a part of this and help out as well. So they broke it up in three-hour blocks. They had three hours where uh, you know, this, this group or this couple or this team of people would play, and then the next three hours someone else would kick on and, and play, and it was just amazing. And it was, you know what's fucked up about it is today I was in there, and I'm like, did you guys plan this out? of the games you picked because like they're playing f-zero x duke 3d killer instinct hydro thunder um they're playing all these amazing games that are like my favorite games i'm like did you guys fucking plan this because this shit is dope and i love it i hated to go to sleep actually because i missed out on so much great content i'm gonna go back and rewatch it but it's fantastic so uh, again i'm thanking the cartridge bros uh, i'm thanking the the cartridge club you know the you guys are just so 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 incredible and like again I'm like at a loss for words because it was just so generous of you guys. I want to thank um, all the people that were on the schedule: uh, Musty Hobbit, Q Dogs, uh, Base Guy, DG Thirteen, um, and of course um, we have the Cartridge Bros, Player One and Player Two. You guys, thank you, Sean, Mark. 
Uh, we had Buried on Mars up in there. We had Rocket Sauce, Retro Pixel. We had, what is it, Creep 1337? Creep, what is that, Leet? Are you doing Leet in there? Um, and then, of course, there was an entire community in the chat room of people that were in there the whole time, and it was just so so fantastic, and I can't thank all of you enough. I love you guys. It meant so much. So thank you for bringing attention. Um, definitely, I got some support to come through. Um, I think uh, overall, in the end, I think it was about $200 that came through in combination between um, PayPal and GoFundMe. So uh, I think it was like 225 was the total. And I just, uh, that means so much. Every little bit helps. And I thank you so, so much. I know I'm like a broken record. You guys mean so much to me. Um, we're going to do some fun stuff here. I'm introducing a brand new segment called This Week in Gaming. Yes, I'm doing it This Week in Gaming. And you know what's great about this is it is going to be relevant to, if you listen to the show when it comes out, and the whole week that it's available um, before episode six, it will be completely relevant. But if you're coming back even a year or two down the road, it still is relevant because you get all these dates. I'm telling you that this week in the past history of gaming, here are some standout games that have been released. This is a lot of fun. What do we have here? March 31st. Oh, right now, today. In 1998, today, StarCraft on PC was released. In 2002, Dungeon Siege on PC was also released. You know, late 90s and early 2000s, you know, PC was rocking, man. Rocking. What else is here? 2004, Resident Evil Outbreak on PS2 was released. Taking you back in time. A little RE there for you. April 1st. Oh, this is cool. April 1st, Mortal Kombat 3 in the arcades was released in 1995. Wow, that's nuts when you think about it. Because Mortal Kombat... Shit, those were back-to-back games, weren't they? Those were like a year apart, come to think of it. Didn't Mortal Kombat 1 come out in like... 91? Or 92? I thought Mortal Kombat 2... I thought that was in 93, wasn't it? It was, but didn't Mortal Kombat 2 come out in 93? I, th- I don't remember. But that's crazy. In 95. So, yeah, they were back to back. Maybe it was 92, 93, 94. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But anyway, yeah, we don't know anymore. She's back there. Ah, we don't know anymore. We have no, we have no fucking idea. But in 95, MK3 came out. What a great one. That was the one where they introduced running. Remember? And they were trying to do combos because we had a lot of big guns out there trying to do combos. And, uh, you know, the fighting genre in the arcades were they were pretty saturated as far as really big games. You know, I mean, we had obviously Mortal Kombat one and two were already out. Um, Street Fighter was destroying everybody's face. They're just ripping them off. Um, Ninety two, we had Virtua Fighter enter the ring. And we also had some Tekken. Do we have Tekken yet? I think we did. I think we did. Maybe it was right around that time, 94, 95. I'll have to go back and double check my stats. I don't want to be wrong, but I'm going to be wrong. In 2014, on April 1st, Goat Simulator on PC was released. Remember that one? I think that game pretty much broke Steam. 
It like broke the internet for a day. Everyone's like, when the fuck is this goat? You just fling a goat around. I always would just run around and jump on the trampoline, try to bounce off a house. <laughs> Fucking goat simulator. 2014. Uh, another one for the PC world. In 2015, Dark Souls 2 was released. Pretty good game. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, what else here? April 2nd, moving a little further down the line, in 1993, Final Fight CD in Japan was released on Sega CD. That's, that's definitely one off the wall. Final Fight. Has anyone ever played Final Fight CD? God, I, don't, I haven't. I would love to. Stephanie has a complete, I don't know if it's working, but she has a complete Sega CD um, attachment apparatus. You can almost call it an apparatus. It's much more than a dongle. It's a fucking apparatus. April 2nd, 1994, Final Fantasy III in Japan. On Super Nintendo. One of the greatest... And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. It's one of the greatest RPGs to come out. Especially on that platform, man. There's so many great RPGs. And you know me, I'm not like the biggest RPG guy. I don't I don't really have you know, the clout to sit here and start having a Final Fantasy debate. But I will say, Final Fantasy 3, absolutely one of the best. It's right up there. April 3rd. One day later, Splatterhouse on the TurboGrafx-16 came out in 1990. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Uh, That was in Japan. Simpsons Wrestling in 2001 on PS1. I put this one on here because I think this is a really fascinating game. I don't have it. And, you know, everyone gives, like, wrestling games... I don't know. You either love or hate wrestling games. I guess it's kind of like sports games. You either love or hate them. But Simpsons Wrestling, to actually go into the ring as Simpsons characters and run around. You know, there's Simpsons Arcade. See, during this... Actually, this was a little later. I th- Oh, actually, no. 2001. Actually, that was right, right in the cusp of it. They were branding Simpsons a lot. And there was, you know, Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, obviously, wrestling. But there was, you know, Simpsons on, in the arcade, which is... Four-player, absolute gem. Uh, Konami produced. What a great game that is. And so there was a lot of... um, I think there was actually a Simpsons... Wasn't there a Simpsons like bowling game or something too? I feel like there... I don't know. I feel like my pizza parlor had... They had this arcade... They had this like long arcade where you would put a quarter in. You would put a quarter in and then the quarter would go down and you would try to hit pins that had numbers on them. It was like 10, 20, 100, whatever. And if you hit the pin, it would spit out tickets. I feel like that was Simpsons themed. Wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe not. Oh my God. I just remembered it. Holy shit. My brain is on fire. It was called Rock and Bowl. Totally, totally not relevant to this. Okay. Totally wrong. Please hang with me. I know you love me. You got to hang with this. April 4th. Oh yeah. It's back here. Look back there. Where? Right. Oh, this is weird doing it backwards. Right there. SWAT 4. You see it? You see it? I I brought this out a few times, man. It's like like a reoccurring thing. April 5th, 2005, SWAT 4 on PC was released. We should give a standing O for that. 
On the same day, but in 2009, the Nintendo DSi browser on DSi was released. Thanks, Big N. Another great game, Dirt Rally, on PS4 in 2016, just a few years ago. That was also released. I love the Dirt series. Very great games. Good rally stuff going on. Well, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy in the dirt. <laughs> there's a lot of dirt in the dirt. Yeah, they they haven't always done uh, done good to the community in the in the series there, the franchise. You can go ahead and look all that info up. But I sure do like uh, dirt. In fact, I think my one of my favorite ones. Is, and I know people are gonna be like, "What the fuck? Really? You like that?" Because it's not really a traditional dirt game, but I like Dirt Showdown. It's super arcadey, and in fact, I feel like I always say that. And in fact, there is an arcade version of Dirt Showdown, and it's very good, very much like the uh, PC version that we play. Tons of fun. Oh, this is good. This is good right here. April 6th, 1992. Where were you in 1992, April 6th? Minesweeper on PC. Oh, my God. Come on. Don't fuck around. If you had a PC in 1992, here's, here's three games you were playing. All right? Here's what you were playing. Solitaire. Minesweeper. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that fucking pinball game. That was like the outer space pinball game. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. When you launch it, it opened up in this little ass fucking window. You're like, how do I make it full screen? It doesn't go full screen. It doesn't. We've tried. For 30 years, we've tried. It doesn't go full screen. Snoopy Tennis on the Game Boy Color in 2001 was released. In fact, actually, what was that? Was that Snoopy Tennis that you picked up, Steph, not that long ago? Like, Three years ago? I don't know if it was. We found, um, we found a game. We, we found a, a Peanuts game. I think it was Snoopy Tennis for Game Boy Color. In box for like six or seven bucks or something like that. Was it? Oh, oh my God. Look at this girl right here. <laughs> Mad respect. For everyone who's checking out the video feed on YouTube, look at this. This is what we found. It was super cheap. And I remember she, she found this and she was like... Oh, wow, it's Snoopy Tennis. She loves Peanuts games. She's a huge Peanuts fan. And I was like, yeah, I've never even seen this or, or heard of it or played it. So we were kind of like really excited. And it's complete in box. How about that? Awesome, Steph. I was awesome. I biased when they came out. You were what? I was a bit biased. Why were you biased? Oh, choosing which games came out. Oh, on this? Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know you wrote it, but I think it's cool because you because we have it to show people. Oh, yeah. Oh, she she was saying I'm biased because she helped me compile this list. That was hers. She put shout out to Steph on the Snoopy tennis. It's gonna be the next list is gonna be uh, all peanuts games. <laughs> <laughs> what else here? Last one here in 2017, a few years ago, Persona Five on PS3 and PS4 was released. Pretty good stuff there. Wow. Amazing stuff. Oh, she put Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii in 2012. Yeah, there's one. A lot of great games. I love Nintendo Wii, man. Lots of good stuff there. 
I hope you enjoyed this week in gaming. I think I'm going to start out some of these episodes by doing that and talking about the games that came out in the past. Gives us a little little break from the monotony. Let us remember our roots, where we came from. Makes you feel old. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay, though. Let's jump right into some gaming news, folks. I got a lot of stuff to talk about, some gaming news. A lot of great stuff going on right now. Some good stuff, some bullshit, but we'll talk about it. I'm here for you. The hype. So right now, PAX East is going on in Boston right now. And um, I don't really want to talk too much about it because it's not over yet, and they're still announcing things. So people that are there are reporting things. So I think next episode, I'll probably do a little PAX East recap for 2019. But I will mention that uh, there are lots of uh, indie games that are announced there, and they're all looking really, really good. I'm so excited for indie games on Switch and, of course, Steam and the other platforms and stuff like that. But, man, I mean, the Switch just feels, I don't know, man, it feels like a warm blankie. It just feels like the place to play indies, doesn't it? You get yourself a little pro controller. You know, you get some hot cocoa, you get that little blanket, you wrap around your legs and your feet. You just fucking get in that corner on the couch. You're just like, yeah, this, this is really good. You know, you log in, you check your mail. You've got mail. You know, you just make sure everything's good. And then you start playing those indies, those nindies. Oh, man, I'm excited. A lot of good stuff. I can't wait to talk about it. We'll probably do more indie stuff next episode for PAX East. But the big one that came out a few days ago, Borderlands 3 was revealed at PAX East 2019. I saw the trailer, thought it looked great. Uh, you know, I I like Borderlands. I've played Borderlands solo, didn't really care for the solo experience. That game you got to play with friends, straight up. A co-op game is, that game is built for co-op, so you got to play co-op. Hands down, there's just no other way around it. I think you're I think you're hurting yourself. You're doing the game a disservice by playing it solo. So you need to get friends in there. And it really comes alive. It's like any other co-op game. Dying Light, fucking Left 4 Dead. I mean, any of these games. You gotta play them co-op. So here's what's happening. There's some there's some news with this I want to talk about so that you all are you all are aware, whew, say that ten times fast, of what's going on. So what they're doing is they're releasing Game of the Year edition for the first Borderlands. I know this gets confusing because there's Borderlands 1, there's Borderlands 2, then they did Borderlands 2 Game of the Year edition, I believe, and some other shit, right? So don't get confused. So what they're doing is they are releasing Borderlands 1 Game of the Year edition, all right? Now, if you already own Borderlands on PC, this will be a free upgrade. So if you own so if you own the first one, people are getting confused with this, so I'm trying to break it down. If you own it already, now, this is PC only, mind you. Sorry, console people. I don't know why they're not doing it on both, but it's PC only. If you own it now, this will be a free upgrade. So you will get a free upgrade to Game of the Year Edition. It comes with all the DLC, everything that they've thrown in. Right? It's pretty cool. So here's, here's the thing. Here's what you should do if you're interested in this. You can buy it cheaper right now and get the free upgrade later when it's released on April 3rd. All right, so log on and buy it. Get it on sale. Get the deal. Take advantage of that deal, man. 
Otherwise, it will be more expensive down the road. All right, it's going to come out, it's going to be released, and then it's going to cost more. So that's just a no-brainer. There are lots of games that are announced at PAX East right now. We have a lot to look forward to, and I can't wait to talk about it. Next episode, episode six, we'll jump into the PAX East recap. Word on the street, and it is a word on the street. It's a rumor, because it's the Wall Street Journal that's reporting it. They're saying that their sources say that Nintendo, are they're planning on releasing two new Switch models. Oh, I'm intrigued. What does that entail? Kind of like doing a two-pronged approach to this. So what they're saying is one model will be a, quote, enhanced features model, and then one will be a, quote, cheaper option model, is what they're saying. Uh, There's really no info on this yet. Uh, All these details are not available. Again, that's why I'm saying it's just kind of like a rumor. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. Did you guys hear about this? I don't know. Bringing out a few different versions. I don't know. I mean, what are they going to do? They're removing features, I guess. What they're saying is they're going to remove features. It's probably going to be... What I think is probably going to be... In, it has to be in the Joy-Cons. I mean, what the fuck else is there? You dock that bitch and you play on the, the Joy-Cons, right? There's nothing else. Like, they can't... They can't change the... They can't change the actual hardware of this, the screen or like, oh, it's lower resolution or, oh, um, we took out four gigs of RAM or... We lowered the processing power. No, fuck no. You can't do that. So it's probably going to be in the Joy-Cons. That's what I'm thinking. Or like it won't come with a game or something. I mean, wait, doesn't it already not come with a game? I don't think it does, right? No. I mean, you can get a bundle that does. Oh, man, that's crazy. They've got a... Here's the thing. So I thought about this a little bit. Here's the problem with this. It gets a little tricky. Because then when you start doing this, then you have different hardware that's available. So let's just say, for okay, like I have no idea what how they're going to cut costs with it. But let's just say, for instance, it's with getting rid of the vibration function in the Joy-Cons. Well, now we have blue Joy-Con here and blue Joy-Con here. One vibrates, one doesn't. How do we distinguish what is what, right? Other than like looking at the bag, getting out your magnifying glass and trying to find the font and like look for the part number and all that shit. How do we know? I guess maybe if they color them specific, like they'll never be the same color as the other ones, or they have to maybe say something on it. Remember when they do that with Wii? See, this is why I say it gets kind of tricky because they're trying to evolve and they're trying to they're trying to get the Switch in as many homes as possible, in the hands of as many gamers as possible. But when you start fucking with the hardware, when you start doing this, it just gets confusing. That it kind of sucks for the gamer and the consumer because you have different pieces of hardware floating around, and we don't know what the fuck it is. So if you have a Joy-Con that doesn't vibrate and you're trying to play 1-2-Switch or you're trying to play Mario Party that has uh, vibration on the controller, like that, remember that Mario Party uh, minigame, what the fuck's it called? The one that has the, where you um, you guess which uh, vibration matches the the thing on the game, like if it's a fish or a rumble or a rock rolling, like you you guess. You can't play that. Like that's that's done. Done in the water. So... Why the, why the fuck would you get rid of that? And sure, it's only maybe a handful of games or whatever that take advantage of it. But, you know, you implemented that. Why take it away? Go in the wrong direction. You should make it better. That's what I think. 
just sucks having different ones. Remember when you had the Wii? You had the Wii Remote. Then you had the Wii Remote Plus, right? Um, with motion control, right? And then it was that dongle that attached to the bottom of the Wii Remote. Then you had this fucking dongle sticking out of the back of it. Then you had that big-ass rubber condom that was even fucking bigger that went on the controller. Does it look like a big old schlong? And you're like, bah, what is this? Right? And then they got smart and they're like, well, we'll just build this into the controller. Well, I mean, what else could they have done, really? They have millions of Wii remotes on the market, and we need to make them all have the accuracy of this new technology that we made. So what do we do? Well, we fucking stick an apparatus on the bottom, a dongle on the bottom. There's nothing else they could have really done. So, I mean, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that's what we had. So it was kind of annoying, right? But then they put a little text at the bottom. Remember at the controller, it said Wii Motion Plus or, or Wii Motion Control, oh, whatever it said. It said built inside. And it was a marketing thing. It said on the box, too, like, oh, it includes Wii Motion Plus and all this stuff. But again, then you have all these controllers flowing around. You're like, what the fuck? And those things are still expensive, even in um, the used market. I love that. I love I love Nintendo Wii. And fuck off, y'all. I like the motion control. I like it. Nah, it doesn't work very well in some games, but I like it overall. Innovative. Give it to them. I really hope that's not a fucking mess. We'll see what happens if that really comes to be true. Maybe they're making some new bundles. You can't... Oh, here's the thing. You cannot fuck with Nintendo in the mid and late 90s with their console variants. I'm sorry. Doesn't happen. You can't fuck with it. Don't act like you can. You can't do it. You cannot mess with the Funtastic consoles and 64. Those were the best, man. I love those. What else we got here? We got some more gaming news. Um, changes to Steam. Valve currently making some big changes to Steam in the coming months with the addition of some new features like Steam events and a redesigned look for your game library. Each user's Steam library will now have its own homepage. Okay. Okay. This actually could be cool. You almost have like your own web page, landing page type thing. You click on my name on Steam. Uh, my name on there is General Jason, by the way. General Jason, Commander-in-Chief of Squad Long Toe, fucking reporting for booty, sir. Why is your name uh, General Long Toe, sir? Because I got a fucking long toe, sir. Get at me on Steam if you want. If you can't get in, let me know, and I'll make room on the friends list for y'all. Would love to have you. I'd love to play games. Need to do more of it, to be honest. Do some community events. Um, so this could be cool. You know, they, they've done this not too often in the past. They haven't really fucked with Steam that much. I remember, I remember I got invited to the Community Hub Beta, the Community Hub Beta, like four or five years ago. Actually, maybe it was longer than that. I don't remember exactly. But, you know, when they brought the Community Hub, which I thought was a huge plus and a huge addition to uh, Steam. Has, you know, you click on the game and then you hit the community hub and it has forums and videos and descriptions and guides. And it's just like the hub for this game. How nice. Very smart. I love that. Um, 
So this could be cool. I'm excited for it. I think it'd be really cool. Um, some notes that uh, I jotted down here. Users' most recent played games are going to be at the top of the homepage uh, with the intention that a Steam user would be able to easily jump in and play with you. Take a look at all that, like your games list, what you've been playing, what you're currently playing. Maybe you want to watch the stream. You want to jump in and play. You can join the game. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, the rest of the redesigned Steam library page uh, listed here is they're going to take some action on the friends activity and also the user's complete video game collection. So those pages also will be kind of uh, redone. So they're going to add some filters to help sort so that you can play games that you both own, make it easier. You know, it's kind of difficult. It's not difficult if you know where to go, but finding games that you have in common, it's kind of a pain in the ass to find. And then it says all of the individual game pages, you know, when you click on basically like a store page of a game, that's all getting a visual overhaul according to them, which is great. I think that's really cool. Very nice. We love Steam. You got to be careful with Steam, though. This is a joke I've been saying for like 20 years. You got to be really careful with Steam, though. You know, because if you, if you open up the top, you take the lid off that pot too quick and it's really high, it will burn you. It will burn you. You got to be real careful. I know it sounds dumb. I've been saying it for so long. People just roll their eyes when they hear it and they're like, what the fuck? I really got to sit and listen to this asshole? <laughs> yes. No, God, please, no, no, no. Hey, some Twitch news. They just rolled out Twitch squad streaming. This sounds dope. This sounds really, really good. It's only for partners right now. I think it was two days ago. Uh, yeah, two days ago it rolled out. Here's what you're going to be able to do. This is what Twitch says. Basically, you're going to be able to stream with three other people. So a total of four people, four live streams on your feed, on your stream. You'll be able to go live at the same time. Mainly used for team battles. Team-based battles like Battle Royale, MOBAs, shooters, FPS, all that sort of thing. Could be a lot of fun. Um, I am curious of a few things, though. Um, I think it's, obviously, it's live, and I, I should go check it out. Maybe next episode I'll talk more about it. But I'm interested about how they're going to handle audio. Oh, Mr. J, Mr. J. Hine would be interested in that. No, I'm really curious about how they're going to handle that. Because think about this. We have, we have four... Now we have four live video feeds, okay? So you have four video feeds, but you also have four microphone audio feeds. Not only that, got to remember, we have four audio feeds for game audio. So we have eight channels of pretty much stereo audio and four video feeds now. So eight and four. How does this work? Do we all hear it at the same time? Are we doing something with panning? You know, it means everyone has to have stereo, which, I mean, unless you live in 1960, you have stereo. But how are they going to uh, how are they going to uh, address that? And I, I, I this week I will make it my my mission to go watch some squad streaming and see how it does. Is it interactive? Like you click the video feed you want and it pops it up bigger, and the other ones are small at the bottom. I don't know. I I haven't seen it yet. We're working on that. We're working on seeing how that works. I think it still will be an immense challenge 
and uh, maybe they figured it out and it's working flawlessly. I just all I all in my my mind I I see is eight channels of fucking audio, four video feeds. If they're all streaming at 720p, then that shit is going to be insane with with transcribing. And if they're 1080p, even more like holy shit, four 1080p video feeds at the same time. This this is fucking. This is a, an undertaking. I gotta give him respect. I'm not complaining about this at all. I think it's great. It's just like, holy fuck, we have come very far. I'm just trying to get my SVGA graphics up and running. Right now, it's available for partners only, but they say eventually it will be available to affiliates. That's great because I'm an affiliate on Twitch right now. Hopefully, I'll get partners someday. Go uh, give me a follow. Shameless plug. Twitch.tv slash the Heine House. And, uh, you know, come say hi. So hopefully they roll that out for everyone. A couple, couple other, uh, some gaming news, really cool stuff. Warcraft 1 and 2. The OG. Available on GOG.com. G-O-G. Our good old friends at good old games. That should be their fucking slogan. Get at me, Gog. You want me to do a voiceover for it or something? It's your good old friends at good old games. I'll do it for you without the lisp. Um, Twitch Prime members right now, you can get a year of Nintendo Switch online for free. Hey, what the fuck? We just bought it. You dirty dicks. Can't catch a fucking break with that. Yeah, fucking introduce it. Introduce it three months after you force us all to buy it. Fuck off. That's fucking dirty. Who doesn't have it? Go ask your neighbor. Go ask little Billy down the street. No, we all have it. That's some bullshit. That pisses me off. Well, it's just for all the new customers. Bullshit. We all, we fucking waited a year and a half to get the Switch. We didn't even buy it day one. We waited and we have the fucking online. We bought it in December. Evidently, Fortnite, <laughs> there was an update. I got a couple of a couple of stupid Fortnite updates here for you. I know you guys are like, don't, please, Jay, don't. Believe me, I won't, okay? I'm not going to get too heavy in this shit. It's just, if it's bullshit, I'll bring it up. I guess there was an update to Fortnite, and evidently the update was so bad that people, Fortnite streamers, that's all they do is stream Fortnite, they're playing Uno. Holy shit, shit, shit. Playing Uno. Oh, fuck. Hey, don't screw up Uno, all right? Uno is an OG game that we played all the time in card form, and I love it. I guess it's supposed to be some sort of uh, diss or whatever, but we play it. Speaking of Fortnite, this will be the last thing I talk about on Fortnite. <sighs> A 14-year-old kid is making $200,000 right now playing Fortnite Pretty much 24-7, for the most part. I put down here that this kid plays 8 to 18 hours a day playing Fortnite, and he uploads this on YouTube. And he's getting paid roughly $200,000 from ad revenue and people sending donations and all that other sort of stuff. I mean, wouldn't you really get tired of playing all day? One game? That's it? All day? I guess what happened was he became popular after he uploaded a video of him beating a well-known Fortnite player online. Fucking crazy, man. 
He's good. He's good. It says right here that he is saving up his money to pay for his college. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. His parents have currently they're they're in the process of hiring a financial advisor to help uh, to help manage his money, and uh, the financial advisor or his family. It says here that everyone's being encouraging him to look at this as a sport. Yeah, I would too. You know what's fucked up? We've never had this option when we were 14. All right? I remember when I was 14. I remember what I was doing when I was 14. And it was not getting $200,000 to play video games. People were looking at us like we were fucking idiots and nerds and geeks. Which I don't think is an insult, by the way. Um, But it was considered to be an insult back in those days, in the 80s and 90s. If they were to call you a nerd or geek or whatever. I embrace it. I fucking love it. Oh, I've built my whole business around it. Fuck them. Um, you know, and it's funny too. Is you know, it was for the most part considered like a time waster to a lot of parents. You know, it was it was new. It, it was kind of like a toy. Sega, ladies and gentlemen, the. Amazing Sega is introducing something, and we are so fucking stoked. I am so excited for this. The iconic Sega Genesis is now returning in mini form. Just like everyone else, Nintendo and Sony, they're bringing out the mini consoles, and I love these. I love these. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for the PlayStation one, but I love the Nintendo ones. I've talked about this before. You guys have heard me talk about it. It's amazing. Sega Genesis... Mini, September 19th, 2019, and they have a very nice selection of hand-picked games just for this console. Now, there's going to be 40 games in total. 40! That's fucking awesome! That is so great! Take that, everyone else. Shove it right up your ass. Going to come preloaded. So the first 10 they've announced, and then the other... Of course, this is the marketing thing. You know what's going on here. They're going to stagger it out and slowly let you know what's going on. Here are the games that we know so far. Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. What a great list, right? I mean, those are all fucking heavy hitters right off the bat. Sega's like, fuck off, y'all. We'll show you how it's done. Well, we hope so. Because I see a lot of fucking comments on their Facebook page. We've already had like 10 years of of these consoles. We've already had them. Oh, I already bought it. I bought the HD one. Oh, I I bought the other one uh, for Christmas two years ago. I I'm not trying to be rude, people. I'm not. But the fucking ones from At Games are terrible. And everyone knows it except you for some reason. Because maybe you didn't grow up playing them. The audio is terrible. The fucking input lag is shitty. The quality is garbage. Like, we, we, we had them too. Like, we traded that shit in. We took that to the fucking used store. We're like, get rid of this thing. We're so happy that the first party now, Sega, officially Sega is making this. The quality will be there, folks. It will be there. Wait, does this, I just thought of this, does this mean 
that this marks the first time that Sega has released a hardware console themselves, first party, since Dreamcast? Since 99? Hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. Let's think about this. The Dreamcast was their last system. They did arcade hardware. I'm not counting that. Home console. Oh, my God. This is good news. This is just great news. And here's the kicker. Comes with everything needed to play. Fuck you, Sony. (laughs) Fuck off, Sony. Two wired controllers. It comes with the three-button original U.S. North America controllers. An HDMI cable. A USB power adapter, all right, that plugs into the wall. And the USB power cable that plugs from that adapter to the console. Visit genesismini.sega.com to pre-order. Amazing. And you know what? Here's the kicker. It's 80 bucks. 79.99 US. <clears throat> fuck off. I need reverb. I need to get a new mixer with uh, effects. I want to put like reverb on my voice like fuck off, Sony. I'll have to work on that. I need a new mixer. You have to get that going. It'd be hilarious. Oh man, I'm so excited. I love these little consoles. They're so fucking good. So good. They're so fun to play, man. You just pop them in, turn them on, you know, plug in your fucking controllers, and away you go. And away you go. I was uh I was thinking about doing this when I heard this. I was like, man, we gotta celebrate. This is so amazing. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to play a song. It's the first time I played a song to celebrate the release of the Sega Genesis Mini. I'm going to play a song that I composed, I guess, three years ago. No, fuck. Four years ago now? Four years ago at this point. And I performed it live at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. So if you came out to that show, you saw me do a live drum cover of it. This is my dubstep mashup of a song I call Genesis Does. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy your fishing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With the air horns to finish. Perfect. Yes, right there. Genesis does the video game dubstep mashup that I did about four years ago right there. You can find that song and download it free. Put it in your playlist. Bump it loud and proud. Heinehouse.com. Click on the music tab and scroll on down. It's actually in my Heinehouse mixtape volume one that I released uh 2016 in december 2016 so scroll on down check it on out enjoy it thank you love it good stuff right there um we're going to continue on i just have a little bit left here on the uh news before we move on to some tech stuff and then of course we'll get into some of your questions and we'll wrap it up so um <laughs> so disney's at it again you may have heard Disney is at it again. I wrote, Disney owns everything. The Walt Disney Company completed a... Sit down if you're not... If you're standing, sit the fuck down. $71.3 billion deal with 21st Century Fox. Adding coveted franchises such as X-Men, The Simpsons, and Deadpool. To Disney's already... Impressive portfolio. <sighs> wow. So they obtained X-Men, Simpsons, Deadpool, Avatar, the FX, FX Network, and many, many others. A couple uh, uh, networks that are abroad. This means... <sighs> wow. So this means that Disney now... Owns Fox Animation, 20th Century Fox. They own Star Wars. They own Marvel. They own Pixar. 
This shit is insane. Do we really want fucking four or five like massive entities owning everything? I don't know, man. This is crazy because they have so much fucking money. That's what happens, right? Google, Amazon, Apple, Disney. That's, I mean, there's a few others, I'm sure, but like those are the big guns. They're going to fucking own everything. Then what? Man, I mean, I'm not, I guess I am kind of weird and upset about it. I, I don't know. I just don't know that I want, I don't know if I want one company owning like everything. Like Disney, pretty soon we're going to go to the movies and everything will be owned by Disney. That's fucking crazy. I mean, if they do a good job with it, then we're okay. You be the judge. I mean, do they do good with Star Wars? Some say yeah, some say no. I don't know. I thought they were pretty good for the most part. Crazy stuff. What do you think about that? Holler at your boy. Get in Discord. Let me know what's up. <clears throat> what do I do? Do I do, do I do the horns when we transition? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. All right, we're moving on to some tech news. Okay, speaking of Apple again. God damn it, can they stay out of the news? Can they just stay out of our lives for a minute? Apple subscription service. We knew this was coming. We talked about Google Stadia. We talked about a bunch of stuff. I mentioned this last episode because I I said I think Google's going to be bringing something out. They've been talking about it. Rumors have been circling. Well, Apple's been circling the wagon. And here we are. We finally know what exactly is going on. So Apple announced its TV subscription service called Apple TV Plus. And it will host its own exclusive TV shows films, and other live and new uh, material that they're going to be making. So it's kind of like exclusive to Apple TV+. Plus. Um, they're also revamping their Apple TV app, and it will live in there, be available there. Some original content partners include Oprah, Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, J.J. Abrams. It's basically Apple's answer to Netflix, per se. And um, holy shit. I mean, you thought having 10 launchers to launch your games was a lot. <laughs> Here we go. Another subscription. We're going to be like, oh, I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch. Uh, I don't even fucking know. I want to watch. Just pick a show. And it's. Uh, I want to watch Walking Dead. Oh, well, that's only available on Netflix. Okay. Well, I want to watch um, Friends. Well, this Jennifer Aniston, she's on fucking Apple Plus. I'm just saying, you know, here we go. We're separating everything. Everyone wants a piece of the pie. Crazy. What happened also in that same keynote, this one's kind of interesting. They announced also something called Apple Arcade. You guys heard about this? It is a, it's separate from the Apple uh, TV Plus. This is a subscription-based service. It allows you to play... I think at launch, I say it's going to have just over 100, 100 games to play on iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Mac, wherever you are on those devices. You can pick up and play where you left off. And they even teased a controller for uh, controller support during the conference, but they didn't confirm that, I don't think. I didn't hear that. Ah. <sighs> They say it's, you're supposed to be able to use it by the entire household, just one person's account, and play it amongst your family members. 
um, the community is now calling it the Netflix of games. So something similar like that. If you, you know, need to put it in a context, that's kind of how we're looking. So, man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was, I was talking to my, I was talking to my homie, Bido Empire, just about this last night. They were talking about subscription-based services, and I know I brought this shit up before. I know I should let it go, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm on board with it. I, don't, I just don't know. Maybe because I'm so old school, I just come from that world where you know you buy a, you buy a fucking game and you own it and you have it. And, but there's no physical games anymore. Like that's all going by the wayside. Our technology is now allowing us to use the internet and cloud and use the resources that we have there to play our games and enjoy our games on demand. That's not a bad thing. It's it's very convenient and. It's supposed to be cost effective because you're just using data, really. So, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and and, and my homie Bido, he was saying how much he, he loves it. Like, he can get on Origin and just de- like pay monthly and play all the games. And he doesn't really have to commit to 60 bucks a game just because he wants to play it. And that starts in, that's starting to sound really good, to be honest. And I haven't gone in Discord. We'll go in Discord, and I'll follow up with everyone on here on some stuff you guys have posted. But uh, the homie George, Mr. Narkill, he he said the same thing. He's like, hey, because I talked about it last episode. He's like, Jay, you want to play Battlefield Five? Fuck, go pay 15 bucks and play it for a month. I'm like, oh, shit. That's right. Because fuck off if I'm paying 60 bucks for that. And then there's there's a conundrum. I, I'm, I'm contradicting what I just said. Right? So I'm like, wait a minute. What the? F- oh, I'm I'm thinking about this wrong. Like maybe this is okay. So I'm battling with this, as you can see. I'm going back and forth with this. I don't, I don't know, man. Here, here's what I don't want. I don't want to have 30 subscription services that I'm paying monthly. I mean, you know, d- dude, bills and rent and car payments and insurance. It's enough. It's enough. Is it? Is it cheaper though? Would it be cheaper in the long run? That's the question. And are you okay with playing from the cloud and not actually owning it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's where we're going. Anyway, like it or not, Jason, that's where we're going. And I, 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 I see that. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared and nervous. All right. I have a few PSAs I want to talk about because something I want to do on this show as well is Again, I've always said this, and I've done this from day one. I've always been the advocate for gamers, the advocate for tech people, for all of us, this community. And I want to make sure that everyone has the information they need and all the necessary tools and info that they need to be safe and make good, educated, calculated steps in your life and whatever you're doing. I know it sounds weird, but I just want to make sure you guys are good and safe and know about stuff that's going on. And in this world of technology, there's a lot going on. And you guys are tech people. I know I know that you understand a lot of stuff that's happening. And I can say viruses and malware. And you know, you know how to protect yourself for that. And you know what programs to use for the most part. And maybe some of you don't. And that's why I want to also backtrack. And I don't want to ever assume that you guys are completely fucked in the head like I am. Because I'm completely fucked in the head. When it comes to the stuff. And I just want to make sure that I spill the right beans 
at the right table for you. So here's some PSAs about some security that's happening. I want to make sure I got your back on this. So this report came out this week, and this got me really fired up, and I'm going to talk about it here. So Office Depot, all right, here in the United States is Office Depot. It's a it's a brick-and-mortar office supply store, all right, kind of like, I don't even want to say like Best Buy because it's not. It's just office supplies, copiers, paper, some small electronics, printers, uh, projectors, ink, all that sort of thing. They have a, a Kinko's inside there for copying and doing images and stuff like that. Um, office furniture. All, okay, office shit, okay? You know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go into all that. But what they also have is that they have a little tech center, a little tech support center over there. So they do. They used to sell, maybe they don't anymore. <laughs> well, maybe they don't now at all. But they, I think they used to sell some computer components, like small laptops and stuff like that. But they had a tech support center in these stores where people had computer issues. You'd go in. It's like the, like the Geek Squad, basically, uh, at Best Buy. Uh, similar. So you'd walk into um, Office Depot, and you'd have your laptop, and you'd say, I'm having computer issues or... You know, the real the real basic generic shit, like, my computer's really slow, or something's fucked up with it, or uh, it won't turn on, or, you know, you have trouble. You're having computer issues, you go in there, and they'll help you. So here's, what's, here's what happened, and this is a long investigation that's been going on for a while. So Office Depot and their partner company, okay, support.com was their partner company. Uh, let me burp, because this is really pissing me off. Excuse me. They were tricking... Okay, hold on. This is stupid. They were tricking customers into thinking that they needed to buy into their tech support and get their PC health check um, that they offered in their store. So what they were doing is people were coming in with their laptops. They were doing a PC health checkup, like installing this program. And then they'd run it and like, oh, are you having issues with slowdown? Uh, does it take a long time to start up? Is, is, do things not load quickly? Or is your internet browsing slow? All these bullshit that, of course, yes, because you run Windows. And all of that applies. Always. You know that. So they were asking customers if they had this shit. And, of course, the people were like, yes, 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 yes. And if they clicked yes, the scans would give fake results and encourage customers to buy their program to fix it. That is some shady fucking bullshit, support.com. That's fucked. They were caught, though. They were caught when they were... (laughs) What people were doing is they were bringing in brand new computers that have never even been on the internet yet. Never connected to the internet. And their tech support... We're telling them, oh, it had viruses, and it showed the virus, and it showed all this shit. Yeah, the tech support asked them if they experienced any crashes or slowdowns, any of that. And if you answered yes, they would do this checksum, and then they would fucking stick you with the big one right in the rear. So they were caught, and now Office Depot has to pay a settlement. Ooh, this is this is a lot. Total of $35 million. $35 fucking million. Which of will be refunded back to the swindled customers? Absolutely fucking lutely. Amen. Congratulations. That that right there. Yeah. That that is some good justice. 
And I went on their website today when uh, I was reading this article. I went on to Office Depot's website because I want to see of their services. Like, what is available on there? I checked it, and <laughs> I wrote it down here. Um, they have a new company to do their tech support. It's called Work Anonymy. That's their tech support now. Come on to Work Anonymy for great tech support. I started to get pissed, and I started to just, like, get really heated with this, and I was talking with Steph about this, and here's I here's the thing. I don't want you to take offense to any of this, all right, because I feel really bad. If, you, if you're taking your computer, your laptop, whatever, into Office Depot for tech support, all right, and again, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not meaning it to be an insult. The fact is that you don't have any fucking idea what you're doing with your computer. You don't have any, you don't have a single clue about anything as computing is concerned. Now, because I said that, what I, what this is turning out to be is that you, I feel bad for you because you went in there not knowing any better, all right? You went in there to get tech support for your computer, and you're just like, it. It doesn't work right. I, I need help. You need help. You're asking for help, and they're butt-fucking you. It's just not right. It is just not fucking right. It's people that do not know what they're doing, and they're taking advantage of you. I don't think that is right one bit, and it really pisses me off. I hate when I see people getting taken advantage of like that, especially from a, a company. Fucking Office Depot, support.com? What the fuck? $35 million. They made $35 million doing this. That is some shady shit, man. That's fucked, man. That's just fucked, and I hate it. Honestly, if you are having computer issues and you're thinking about going into Office Depot to get tech support, call me, and I will help you for free, and we will figure out what is wrong with your computer, and I will help you fix it. Matter of fact, come into our Discord from another computer that works and come talk to our community. We will help you through it. We will hold your hand and help you. That is what we do. My God. Y'all need Jesus. That's fucked. So PSA, don't go in there. Don't go to support.com. Don't go in Don't go in anywhere. And be very leery when you go to these places because it really comes down to the person helping you. I'm not saying that Geek Squad is bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying that support.com is good or bad. All I'm saying is it comes down to, wow. But if it's 35 fucking million dollars, then <laughs> it must have been a damn chain of events going on. But it really comes down to the person helping you. It's like retail and sales. It really you can go to you can go to one dealership and get swindled. And bent over, or you can go to another one, and they're, they treat you like a normal human being, and they're upfront and honest. They want to do the best for you. It comes down to the person, so it comes down to whoever's integrity you're going to deal with that day. Uh, here's another PSA for some uh, people who have ASUS laptops. I want to make sure you guys all are aware of this. This this happened a couple months ago, uh, and it just got found out about now. And so Asus is doing all it can to help you. Basically, there was a malware issue on, on certain Asus laptops. All right? Listen to this. It's called the Shadow Hammer. <laughs> Sounds like something in Warcraft. This is the Shadow Hammer. The Shadow Hammer. It is a supply chain attack 
that was distributed via Asus software updates between <laughs> that's fucked between June to November of 2018. All right, so from middle of the year to all the way to the end of the year. As a result, this backdoor would allow hackers to freely access your computer anytime without your knowledge. Asus uh, says that half a million Asus laptops were affected, but only 600 MAC addresses were targeted. So Asus right now, they have a diagnostic and removal tool that you can download on their website. All right, so make sure to go to their website. And if you, if you have an, not a Chromebook, mind you, it just has to be a laptop running Windows. If you have one of these laptops from Asus, which they make amazing products, by the way. We love them. In fact, Stephanie pulled out my old um, Chromebook that I have over here. It's right there. It's right there. And uh, it's great. It was like uh, 100 bucks, like three years ago. And it's just a little dinky 13-inch thing. But, man, it runs great. Great. It's a great Chromebook. They make great products. They make great phones, too. Um, but if you have an Asus laptop that's running Windows, go to their website. Just uh, peace of mind. Don't let these people fuck with you. And, um, yeah, download their... <laughs> I mean, trust them now. <laughs> but download their diagnostic and removal tool, and it will scan your computer and see if you're okay. That's fucked. Think about it. Hey, I'm a normal computer user. I'm just a great, good old citizen, and I keep my computer up to date. I do everything right. I don't, I'm not online. Download buttfuck sluts go nuts 16. I'm just here. I'm keeping my computer up to date. I'm not torrenting shit. I'm just living, just living my life. Me and, me and the wife, we're just living here. We're just having a good time, eating off the land, you know, downloading a few things on my Asus, you know, laptop, you know, watching the Westerns. I'm just watching old Westerns, black and white Westerns. I like all the Westerns. Don't matter which kind, preferably ones when they wear the big old cowboy hats and big old boots. I want to keep my Asus up to date. So I go and I download it direct right from the thing, just like they told me to do. And they fucked you. That's just messed up, man. That's messed up. I feel bad for anyone who got affected. You know what? Last month, you know what? No, two months ago. Wait. Yeah, two months ago. I was sitting at home, you know, doing myself, you know, doing as I do, doing me, hanging out. And my phone goes, doo doo. And I look down, it's like, thank you for your Taco Bell order. It will be ready to pick up as soon as you're on your way and you get here. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Pull up my phone, I look at the thing, I'm like, wait, what is this? And I look at it, and it's like, fucking steak quesadilla, um, a bean cheese rice burrito, two Baja Blast, cinnamon twist, a big box, there was double decker, there was a gordita crunch, there was all kinds of shit on an order. I'm like, are you for real? Now, I've used the Taco Bell app before. It's very convenient, and I do like it. So I'm just like, I'm like, bruh. I didn't order anything from Taco Bell right now. I mean, I'm about to, but I haven't right now. I open up the app. I go in. You know, I log in. I look at my history, my order history, and I see all the other great, magical, amazing things that we've ordered in the past. 
But then I saw the last order. It's like five minutes ago. Bruh. I didn't order anything. And uh, so I'm like, this is fucked. Let me look at the let me look at the pickup location. Something's wrong here. Yeah, something is wrong here. Fucking North Carolina. For fuck's sake. North Carolina. Just so you all know, I'm in Arizona. I'm in Arizona, so I'm not there. So I'm like, oh, my God, are you fucking for real? So my Taco Bell app got hacked. What the hell? That's fucked. Or my Taco Bell account, rather. So I go through the process of, you know, going through that whole thing and, you know, logging out and changing my password. And, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it was just a big train wreck. And I had to call my bank, and they put me through to the, the thing, and it just like asked me those questions like, have you ever been to North Carolina before? No, I haven't. Have you ever eaten at the Taco Bell that's in North Carolina? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm just here watching westerns. I'm just here in my cowboy hat, and me and the wife just eating off the land. You know, I like the westerns, preferably the ones with the cowboy hats and the bill boots and the horses and little ponies that be running around. That's what I like. So they're like, okay, well, we'll cancel your card and send you another one. It's just a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in the ass having to go redo everything. And uh, But, you know, security is important. So that's what happened to me. That was a little side tangent. Sorry about that. Crazy, crazy shit. Um, let's see here. I'm going to jump back into uh, Discord. Because I want to recap some stuff that we talked about in there. And then I'm going to pull up a few stuff. And we're going to talk about... I got some questions that came through. A couple on Facebook. I got an email as well. We'll get to the community here. Let's jump in. It's community time. It's time, baby. It's time. Winner. That's right. It is time. To get in there. So again, folks, if you want to join us on Discord, heinyhouse.com. That's the website. Go there. Look at the very top of the page. There's some really good stuff up there, like a Discord link. That is how you join the Discord. And uh, we have a community chat, podcast chat room. It's on the left-hand side. You can check it out. Jump in. Have some fun. The water's good. It's only three feet, so don't go head first. Just fucking wade yourself in there. It's real nice. It's real nice. Um, real cool. We had uh, the homie... Hat trick in here and Vaughn, they're going back and forth talking about some PC gaming memories because Steph was, she, Steph posted her uh, Fallout uh, pictures. And so everyone was kind of reminiscent about that. Uh, the homie Vaughn talking about his very first computer, e machines. We had a great, wasn't that a great retro PC episode? Talking about all that good stuff. Um, great chat about l- last week there about Stadia and um, having a conversation here with Vaughn and also Hat Trick. Um, talking about the input lag and um man i should have put your name in here to translate it we have a user in here i can't read it i don't know it's in japanese or i i can't read it i'm sorry i'm sorry i love you i don't know what your name is though he was talking he was talking about interesting thing about that and they don't talk about this a whole lot as far as stadia is concerned is that and i think i did mention it but the controller doesn't connect to the dongle on the tv it actually connects to your router uh via internet and so it there is kind of like a more direct link to their servers via the internet, which is really cool. So that that's their plan on hopefully cutting down the lag or the input lag 
from the controller or any other input device that you would use. Actually, wait a minute. If you, oh, holy shit, I just thought about this. So if you use their controller and it connects to the router, obviously it has built-in Wi-Fi um, receiver to connect to your router. But how do you, oh, you must connect your, that controller has to have a few USB ports then. How do you connect your mouse and keyboard or third-party input devices to Google Stadia? Is it on the dongle on the TV? That'd be interesting. Or is it on the controller itself? I don't know how this works. I do not know how this works. That'd be interesting. We have some questions. Uh, and again, George, thank you. Mr. Narkill in Discord here, he told me about, hey, you don't want to pay 60 bucks for the game. The shit is on sale for 30 And if that's still too much for you, you can always pay 5 bucks right now and get Origin Access. That's their pay-to-play subscription service. You can play for 10 hours for 5 bucks. That's pretty good. If you want, a, you want a little taste of something, don't want to throw down a whole amount, that's really nice. Or he said pay 15 bucks, get the premiere, and play it for a month. That's pretty good. I mean, a month is enough time for you to figure out if you really like the shit or not. So that's pretty good. Um, uh, Dark here in the chat also uh, was following up on some stuff for cable management that we talked about earlier. Posted a link there on Amazon for some stuff. Um, he said it's basically some stuff that he found for gardening. It's like a rubberized wire, and it holds it in the shape. Um, Oh, it holds its shape, and it's really awesome, especially because it's strong for cables, um, and it holds it there for a long time. And uh, he said, so there's no wasting uh, Velcro cable. It's pretty cool. He put a link in there if you were interested in that. Very cool uh, cable management. We had an audio question about that before. Mr. Garbage Town, he's not interested in Stadia at all, and I absolutely appreciate your feedback on that. Yeah, he was just saying, you know, I mean, he has some actually really, really good points about it. Um, since the goal of this is actually kind of fuzzy to him, um, Google's case is to sell ads. He's absolutely right. Uh, but what is Microsoft's? You know, not developing hardware. He says, we already have PCs. If it's to give out ad-supported games, do that. I'm kind of surprised they don't just go for PCs for people who don't want to build them or use them for anything but games. If you want a cheap one, the hardware does 720p at 60 frames. Better hardware nets you 1080p, 4K, 120 plus frames, and costs accordingly due to that. Um, built using commonly used components, uh, but to keep the costs low and encourage people to buy one to keep access high, make money on the software in classic Microsoft style. Yeah, I think you have really good points. I don't. He says, I don't think the tech is really there for this yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, in, like I was saying, man, infrastructure is going to be kind of a big issue here. And uh, I don't know how much money Google wants to try to throw out the window to try to figure this out. I think I think the, the market for it is smaller than they think because not everyone has good high-speed internet. You know, I know Netflix says you need well, in my experience, 25 megabits per second on your download is is bare minimum what you need to stream Netflix properly. But they say it's lower. I, I find that anything lower than 25, man, you're 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 in for trouble. So with gaming, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. More more the merrier. But not everyone has that. Are you going to be able to do it with 10 megabits? I no way, dude. I doubt it. I doubt it. 
The E-Dub, the homegirl, Erin, what up? She's in Discord. She posted pictures. You guys got to go in there and see this shit. She posted pictures. She said that, oh, wow, her parents' basement flooded, and she's home cleaning stuff, going through everything, and she found these gems. Well, hold on a second. Your parents' basement flooded? Oh, my God, that's terrible. I hope that, I hope that first of all, I hope that they're okay. If it was some sort of natural disaster going on there, a storm or something, that's horrible. Um, and I hope that uh, everything comes together and you're able to help them clean it up and uh, do it quickly, right? And we don't want any mold or shit everywhere. God, that's terrible when that happens. Um, but she's in there. She posted some pictures of her CD-ROM of Windows 98. So she has an original Windows 98 disk, install disk. And she also has, on the next picture, the Windows 98 upgrade disk. This is so cool. They look kind of similar, but the Windows 98 upgrade was if you had 95, Windows 95, you could upgrade to 98. That's so cool. And CD-ROM. That was a big deal. I know people are like thinking, whoa, so what? Well, pretty much in this era prior to all this, it was all on floppy disks, right? It was all on just floppies, just flopping around, just everywhere, just flopping, disks everywhere. <laughs> So to have it on, on CD-ROM form was actually a really, really big deal. So that's really cool to see. And she's a huge Rugrats fan, and I know that. And here she posted, Rugrats print shop. So cool. On CD-ROM as well. I know you installed that. I know you played that. And it was a ton of fun. And then, of course, Garbage Town. He paid his respects by putting in there D colon slash setup dot exe enter. Oh, come on. Let's talk DOS. Let's go there. Let's go there. Good stuff. Thank you for all the posts about that. And again, get in Discord. Come chat with us. Put some pictures in. Anything I talked about here today, I would love to hear some feedback from you. And I'd love to talk about it, see what's going on. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to load up the email because we had an email come through, a question. Again, if you want to do that, please, 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 please do. I would love to... Uh, answer your questions and interact with you. Uh, HeineHouseLive at gmail.com is where you uh, send these. You can send them in text form. That's fantastic. You can also send them in audio form, which is even more interactive and fun. I call it hearing the internet. I get to hear your amazing voice and interact with you. So record yourself on your smartphone or your computer. Again, like I said in the outro of the podcast, maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to send it over on a talk boy. That would be great. Pull Bring out those cassettes. Let's do it. Record yourself on a CD rewrite and send it on over. My man Dustin, via email, thank you for writing, Dustin. Appreciate that. Says, first of all, love that you're back podcasting. Thank you. Said, I used to listen to AGG and loved it, and I miss that shit. Me too, and this is why I am here doing this right now. Keep staying positive about those medical bills. Thank you. Uh, they're horrible but there's always a bright side to everything. Yes, there is, sir. You are right. And I'm trying to, to fight through it and be positive and be excited and continue to, to push and bring this, like, this content. I'm like, fuck it. We're doing it. Fuck it. We're going live. We're doing it. I'm just trying to stay positive, man. And I appreciate your positivity. Appreciate that. Um, on to the question. I've purchased plenty of gaming headsets from Turtle Beach, HyperX, and always seem to have the same issue. Within a year, the right or left side will stop working, and it drives me nuts with a bunch of Zs. Drives them insane. Any ideas on a brand 
or a quality headset that you haven't had issues with. The madness needs to stop. Or maybe he just has bad luck, he says. Take it easy, man. Love what you do. Thank you, Dustin. I appreciate your question there through email. Um, yeah, you know, so here's one thing. I don't really like to recommend this too much because I'm not really a, a, a big fan of wireless. I don't really care for wireless. I like wired connections because I know it's connected and I don't have any funny, funky shit going on. And as you can imagine, I live in a world full of wires, so you think like, Get rid of a few. No, I need it physically connected. I'm kind of the same way with with headphones. Um, so I like that. But Turtle Beach, Hyper, I haven't used HyperX before, uh, but I have used Turtle Beach and like 2011, 2012 Turtle Beach, like back when they were the shit. Like if you had an Xbox 360, you had a fucking Turtle Beach headset. Just that's what you had. You had that. And they were pretty good. But again, the qual the components the quality of the components wasn't amazing, and I noticed that anything that moved like the volume sliders and things they would get scratchy real quick and kind of fuck up and and, and screw up and so yeah that's kind of an issue. Um, you know what? Actually, what I do is I will recommend something for you. Uh, let me just pull this up here. I want to make sure that I tell you the right right brand it is. So nice, my Bluetooth keyboard is great um i'm gonna recommend some sennheiser for you i've used sennheiser for years and i love sennheiser they're fantastic they're an audio company so they make speakers headphones microphones but what they started to do is they started to get into the gaming scene and i'm all for that why because i use their pro audio gear i have for years shit my dad in the 70s and even before that even before he was doing that sennheiser's been around uh for a long long time but they've been using their gear forever so i will recommend now what i have what i have right now is i have the um sennheiser pc 360 it's funny it's the part number on it or the model is called 360 but i use it's called pc 360 now that's an old model it's an old it's like four or five years old at this point. But those are fantastic, and I really like them. They've lasted. I, I got maybe four years out of them before. It has a volume. Actually, they look almost exactly like these except all black. Um, and they have a volume knob on the side that's like a little wheel. It's a little chintzy, but it, it worked for like four years. Everything's flawless, perfect. has a very high-quality microphone. Of course, they're audio people, so they would. So, And I will say this, too. Folks, <laughs> this is super audio snob of me, but this is why you tune in, right? You want you want to get the real shit. Stop disrespecting your friends with shitty microphone quality, okay? I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not like saying go out and buy a five hundred dollar pair of headsets. What I'm saying is just try not to buy a real shitty one. <laughs> you know, invest a few dollars, and you know, I don't know, maybe it. You know, I don't know. Try to figure that out. You know. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Um, so invest in a decent pair of headphones because not only do you want good audio, but you want to communicate so you want a good microphone with your so your friends can hear you, but your friends need to hear you, and they're listening to your ass. So have a little respect. A little side tangent. Um, honestly, I'd recommend the, the new ones I just came out with, the GSPs, the 500 and 600 from Sennheiser. Uh, in fact, Stephanie and I both were looking at these. Um, of course, 
kind of out of my price range right now in my life, but down the road, um, may pick some up, would really like to, I want to test them out. So I have their PC 360s. You can look those up and probably find them, maybe some new old stock or, I don't know, buying used headphones is not something that I would really recommend because it's kind of personal. People wear that shit. It's like buying used underwear. Just don't do it. So I'll recommend those for you, though. The GSP 500 or 600, you will be probably very happy. But headphones are very much of a preference. If you like on-ear, over-ear, closed, semi-open, these are fully open. You know, I can hear everything outside. They breathe really well. I like over-ear because i got big-ass fucking Dumbo ears. They always get in the way of everything, so I need stuff to go over them. But depends on your, your melon. Dustin, thank you for the question. I really appreciate that. It's good to hear from you. Um, I'm going to log into Facebook real quick here because we had a few questions that came through on Facebook, and I appreciate you writing down a few things there. I made a post. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, you got something you want to, got something you want to, you want to ask me? Just hit me up. Let me put my phone right up here. Look at that. How great. The Cartridge Club, Mr. Sean, so good to see you on Facebook. Thank you for the question. And again, appreciate everything that you've done for me with this 24-hour stream. You guys are amazing. I love you. Thank you. Sean on Facebook asks, what is the most important piece of audio equipment for a podcast trying to improve their audio quality? Mics, mixer, software, a producer? Ah, um, you might not like the answer because I know what you're wanting to hear. And it's what everyone wants to hear. It's like, oh, just buy a better mic and you'll be fine. Doing anything related to audio, video, YouTube, podcasting, anything like that, it's a puzzle of uh, massive amounts of gear, hardware, um, knowledge on how to do proper signal flow with those pieces of gear and how they all interface and work with one another. It's something that can be learned. It's just something that takes a lot of time, patience, trial and error, and uh, takes a lot of tweaking and retweaking and scrapping and rebuilding and doing again. So I wish I could just tell you, yeah, buy buy a great mixer and a mic and you know plug it all in and and you'll be great. You know, go buy a five hundred dollar microphone and you're good to go. That's really not that easy, unfortunately. So what I would do is I I really would not skimp. Um, on the core pieces of gear. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, now I can say, go buy a nice microphone, get a quality um, XLR microphone. Don't go out and get a USB mic. Don't go get a snowball. I used to recommend those forever. And 10 years ago, yeah, the snowball was the king for USB mics, but there's a lot of other stuff out there right now. If you want pro audio, you have to have an XLR connection. I'll debate that with anyone who wants to talk audio with me. Yes, USB is convenient, but when we're doing digital bits here, we got we got issues going on inside the box. I always have issues inside the box with this shit. So um, go XLR, get yourself a, a good quality mixer, something with high quality preamp so that it's very low noise floor, something that's quiet. Um, it has good preamp so that your microphone can sound its best. And then, of course, it's just using your ear and mixing and then using pieces of gear, compression, limiting, um, EQing. You know, there's there's just there's the mix side of it. Um, but there's there's a lot that goes involved. And now which I know what you're thinking. Like, it sounds like we need a producer. Yeah, and a lot of professional podcasts have producers. Absolutely, 100%. Um, 
I, I maybe I should maybe I should start doing like like a like a series or something of like uh, uh, podcasting tips or audio tips or how to. I mean, I don't know at all. I'm just saying, like I, I've done it so long that I I can pretty much solve any issue that comes about, and maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get into that. But I hope that helps you a little bit, Sean. I uh, I know um, I was hearing you laugh earlier today and with your audio and it, it was, it was peaking a bunch when you guys were laughing and you guys were just having a good time and people were like, Oh, it's really loud. And you're trying to adjust it. And you're just like, Oh, what the fuck? And that's pretty much how it goes, man. Like what the fuck? It's just crazy stuff. So, I mean, don't, don't get mad at yourself over it. It's, it's a, it's a really tough, uh, tough gig to, to master. And in fact, you probably never master it. I know I haven't. And that's, what's exciting. It just continues on. Uh, so thanks again for the question. And we can always talk offline too, if you want more tips and stuff. Let me know what you think. Um, Jonathan, also on Facebook. Hi, Jonathan. Good to see you. He says, do you think we will ever get Need for Speed 1, 2, or 3 remasters? Also, what is your favorite racing game? Jonathan, you can't ask me that shit. I don't have a... I mean, how can I say my favorite racing game, brah? Come on, brah. Bruh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, Do you think we'll ever get Need for Speed 1, 2, or 3 remasters? I will say this. I will say this. Sometimes in life, a desperate person will do desperate things. I'm not saying we're going to get them, and I'm not saying we're not going to get them. But at the state that EA is at, Sometimes they need a kickstart on the old motorcycle, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to put that old bread in the toaster, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to jump a little rope, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to shed a few pounds, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to drop a deuce, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to pour that milk on the cereal, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to cash the check, if you know what I mean. Sometimes they need to wiggle their noodle. Wait, what? No, that doesn't work. Sometimes they need to chop the tree, if you know what I mean. Bruh. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I think that it may come to a point where they're like, okay, this shit is getting crazy, and it's not working, it's not, it's not working, no one's buying Battlefield. This is fucked. We're not making sales. No one's buying Anthem. What are we going to do? They may do it. They may reboot it. And I hope that they do. I really do. I hope they do. And I, I hope they don't fuck it up. I hope they don't fuck it up. Those are coveted, classic, classic games. Amazing games. Absolutely love them. Jonathan, what is my favorite racing game? Come on, brah. It's really tough for me to answer. Ask ask anyone who, ask any gamer or, or fan of something. If you, if you're a music lover, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite band? Doesn't exist. You know, it's tough, man. I know that I get. In fact, I've had this question a lot. 
I have. When I was on AGG, we would get these questions all the time, like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? It's really hard to answer. Um, the original Need for Speed, Road and Track, uh, a great game. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but uh, an amazing game. Um, virtual Racing, 100% Virtual Racing, 1992, Sega, Model 1 board. Incredible. Um I mean the list the list can go on and on and on. And maybe maybe sometime I'll put together a little top ten list of like some of my top ten in no particular order racing games. Oh my god, we we could do a whole episode on racing games. Thank you for the uh, question there, Jonathan. Appreciate that. Thanks for joining in. And last question here, David. Hi David, good to see you. Thanks for the question. Have you ever thought about leaving the hobby? If yes, what brought you back? I'm not sure I understand the question. I'll just answer them one by one. Have I ever thought about leaving the hobby? Um, no, I haven't. Um, because this has become more than a hobby for me. This is really my business. And I love doing this. And I'm going to continue to do this. I will say, though, this is actually a great kind of segue into... Uh, I guess I'll call it like uh, creator's block or artist block. You may have heard that term before in certain situations. Sometimes as artists, as creators, we hit a brick wall or we get to a point where we're mentally clogged up, um, where it's almost impossible to create, um, whether that be depression or anxiety, all things that a lot of artists and creators deal with, a lot of people deal with in the world. Sometimes you have to be in the right frame of mind in order to be creative. And sometimes you can pull from different areas. Sometimes when you're really depressed or you're sad or you're angry, you will pull certain things out of that to be creative and create something. And sometimes when you're really happy or, or glad or ecstatic over things or things are going really well in your life and you're just copacetic, then you'll pull things out of that and then use that to influence your art. So there's there's different different areas that you'll you'll channel and pull from sometimes you just need a break sometimes you just need to walk away and then reassess and come back and this is i've done this twice on youtube um yeah originally i did this in 2012 uh for about a year and then i did it more recently well i guess more recently i did it 2015 i walked away I didn't upload. I was gone, you know, for like a year. Uh, everything just kind of stopped, um, you know. So you just sometimes you have to just reassess your life and, and get in the right frame of mind to to do this sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that you're, you know, that I'm done or that I'm I've just throw it out the window. Fuck it, I'm done. You just have to be in the right spirit and right frame of mind. And you have to feel it, man. You really got to feel it. And when you're on, you're on. And you just keep doing it and push through and, and keep challenging yourself. And you keep learning new things. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, and honestly, this all started out as a hobby. Honestly, I mean, from when I was a kid playing games and playing music, it's all just kind of fun hobbies type stuff. And then as you get a little older and then things start to advance, and now we have technology and now I'm, you know, I'm able to do this sort of thing. And I mean, I would love to do it full time. And that's what I'm working towards. That's why I'm trying to give the best entertainment I can and give value to you guys and try to get you on board to support and, and throw down and join me, even if it's just in the community or these questions, you know, and I want to make this, 
you know, a reality for me. And it is, it's, it's happening. I mean, it's just great. I, I, I'm just so happy. I'm so thrilled for it. So like that means so much to me. So uh, to answer your question there, David, I, no, I haven't really ever thought about leaving it. I'm going to continue to do this until until I'm in, I can't do it until I'm dead. I mean, when I'm gone, this podcast right here will continue to live on, or for as long as you know YouTube has it up and the podcast have it up, it will be it will be there. And I I hope people come back and I hope people go back in time and listen to all the old episodes. It's just. I don't know. Thanks, David. You took me down this really cool kind of tangent, just like retrospective, like thinking about this sort of thing. And uh, it just, it makes me feel really good. And I guess to to follow up with that, and I know sometimes I, I wanted to almost like, you know, talk about some sort of inspirational things and I kind of already started that. So I'll just kind of, I'll wrap it up, wrap the whole show up with um, thanking you guys again. And this this show... Like the feedback I'm getting from you guys is so crucial and so amazing for me. I'm going to tailor this show based on your feedback. You tell me this is good. You like it. I'm going to continue on. You give me feedback, some suggestions of like segments or things, or, you know, you bring up a news article, you post it in discord. I'll put that in the thing. You know, we, we want, I want this to be a curated thing that you enjoy to listen to. I want this to help you during your work day. I want this to help you on your commute. I want, if you're in the car, you're on the bus, you're on your bike, you're just hanging out. You're just chilling with friends, whatever. You got me going in the background, you know, and I'll be like, Hey, yo, fuck you. You know, I'm saying that right now. Cause you guys are partying. You guys are laughing right now. Hopefully you're laughing. You know, having some chips and dip, you know, save some for me, fat ass. You know, I want some too. I hope you're laughing. That's what I, that's what I want. So, but the feedback has been great. And I, it's really been like an outpouring of people saying, man, Jay, AGG changed my life. I'm, it's so good to have you back. I love it. The show is really good. Everything about it's really, really great. And that feels amazing because I spent a lot of time planning it, trying to make it so that it's something accessible for you and something that you can listen to and watch the video component. This is all new for me. This is brand new to have a video component, and I love it. I really do. And doing it on the fly like this, one take, shit's crazy, man. Crazy. But, you know, we did it on AGG all the time. So, like, I'm I'm used to it. But, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That my very first episode when I was doing my 30-minute um, kind of overview of the show, I, I did four takes. <laughs> I started four different times. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I scrapped it, deleted it. And then I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? This is my show. I'm supposed to just be who I am, fucked up or not, you know? So I just kind of calmed down. You know, I took a I took a big hit of water, took it right to the head, and then I just did it. Excuse me again. And I apologize for that, man. I'm I don't know why. Well, how is water making me burp? What's what's going on with that? Um, so yeah, but just just to close out the show. Just to let you guys know, I love you guys so much. I say that and I fucking mean it. You guys are so important to me. And you always have been. And I've always made that a priority. You. So thank you. And um, yeah, we're going to continue on. We're going to continue on and have fun and do great stuff. Have some good laughs. And we're gonna just uh, we're just gonna rock here, man. Heinehouse.com, you know that you know the drill, you know the links. Get at get at me on Discord. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have an amazing week. Think about all those games that came out this week, years ago. Think about it. You could be playing Minesweeper right now. You could be playing Minesweeper. 
1992 and trying to figure out DOS. My, how far have we come? Catch you guys later. That's all for this episode of Heine House Live. Thank you all so much for being here. This podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on Patreon. You know, and if you're sitting there like, hey, you know, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice, nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something, something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you, ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heine House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via talk boy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.